you know, whatever it is, you have, whatever you study, whatever you do, it's like you do the preparation you do, but when you get there, you know, you don't necessarily throw it away, but it's like, now you're here, you know? And, and I love that you just mentioned that thing about a headache because that, you know, you're present, you're present. It's like, you have to allow that, include that. And what does that now do? And how does that affect the other guy? And, you know, that's when it starts to get really fun. It, it reminded me of this, um, this scene in this movie, Old Man, that'll be out in October. And, and I and I remember I had this terrible headache. It was just so bad. I was so, just my head was pounding. And, you know, we did the takes of that particular scene. I just was like, all right, blew that scene. And then when I saw it, I was like, oh boy, that's like maybe some of the better stuff I did. Welcome to Spill Your Guts. I'm your host, Kevin Lane. In 2006, I was invited by my friends at Anchor Bay Entertainment to attend the Toronto premiere of prolific genre writer Jack Ketchum's new film, The Lost. Directed by Chris Sivertson, the film is loosely based on the Pied Piper of Tucson murders. The film's antagonist is an eccentric and sociopathic young man named Ray Pye. It's a challenging character to play, as the whole film rests on his shoulders, and the audience has to stay with this character, but is never charmed by him like they are with Hannibal Lecter, or sympathetic towards him, like they are with Norman Bates. The character is played by Mark Center, and it's a staggering performance. I recall saying to several people after the film, I can't wait to see what this guy does next. From his role as the damaged and vulnerable Frankie in Red, White, and Blue, to the Scorpion in Darren Lynn Bowsman's bonkers musical The Devil's Carnival, Mark is an actor who brings something new and surprising to every role. He's one of those actors that when they appear on screen, you see everyone in the audience sit up as they know something special is about to happen. Mark and I talk about doing your homework as an actor, using a hangover to craft a part of the performance, and how deep to dig when playing a real-life psychopath. And unlike the many dark and sinister characters that Mark has played, he's a lovely guy who's always open and present. So, put some crushed beer cans in your boots, and let's explore the mysterious mind of Mark Center. Mark, welcome. Thank you. It's a it's a pleasure to, uh, to be here with you, Kevin. Yeah, I'm glad we... Uh... We've been at it for a while trying to just sort of find the time to to chat. Yeah. I'm glad we pulled it off. Me too. Me too. I'm glad we, we got to do it. You're a busy guy. I, uh, <laughs> I One need only look at your resume to see that. <laughs> oh, you work man. a lot. You, you like to work, huh? Yes, I do. I, I, I love to work. I, um, you know, it's, it's kind of, I, I'm, I think I'm most happy when I'm working, you know, it's almost like a meditation, right? I've never been great at meditation, although I know it's really important and I, I do try to do it and I actually recently tried doing it again, but I feel like when I'm working or when I'm acting, it's just like this, I don't even know if I'd say distraction, maybe like a distraction from all the crazy voices in my head, you know? The Lost is a movie I want to talk to you about because I have like a very special relationship to that film. I remember I went to see it. It was, I think like it's Toronto premiere. And Dallas Jack Ketchum was was there for it, and and we had met a few times prior to that because I was working with the distributor Anchor Bay, and and they were putting out a lot of the films that were based on Jack's novels, 
And so we knew each other sort of a bit socially. And, and he actually invited me to the premiere of, of The Lost. Um, and I went to see it and, and I had read the book and I remember watching it and, and then thinking whoever they get to play this guy, uh, you know, has a, a real task out from, cause the character, the Ray character, like that's such a, that's a character that would be so easy to kind of fall into a shtick with. He had such a big character on so many levels that to kind of slide into, just getting caught up in the mannerisms and stuff would be very easy. But I remember watching you in that role and just being like, I couldn't take my eyes off of what you were doing with it. Oh, wow. Thank you. Thanks so much. That must have been when you got that material, you know, that must be, have been a moment for you as an actor, you know, where you're going, oh my God, this is such, you know, this is a great part. You know what I mean? Like that's one of those characters yeah. where you're like, there's so much I can do with this guy. How did you kind of form your take on on the the Ray Pie character? Like, did you work with with Chris, the director, on that a lot, or did you kind of go off and come up with your own choices and then collaborate with? What was sort of the process of figuring him out? Um, yeah, well, so, so that was obviously like a dream role for me, you know. And um, just a little backstory, which is kind of fun, is is I had done a couple um, episodics in television, like a guest star and a couple co stars, and. Um, you know, grateful for the work, but I obviously had this real desire to do some 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 serious work, you know, or or, or try to try to, um, you know. And I remember telling my agent at the time, you know, can you please just find me like an indie? Like I didn't care about money, yeah. you know. Like I, yeah, I just didn't care. And um, you know, thankfully she found me that. And and I remember reading it, and it's like the second I read the audition, I just kind of lost it. I was like, "Oh my god!" And I read the book, and I just went bananas. And I remember when I showed up at the audition, I dyed my hair. I I just went for it, you know. Like, um, I don't know if that helps or hurt actors. I mean, I feel like sometimes you hear things where it's like, "No, don't get too, you know, don't go fully in like that," you know. Just, you know, I don't know. We hear a lot of different stuff, but but I just made the decision. I'm like. I don't know what to say, like, I'm this guy, you know, and, and I just kind of went for it. Um, and then as far as the preparation goes, it really was a blast because it was like, you know, reading, reading the book. I had the book on me constantly. I was just reading the book, reading the book, reading the book, reading the script, um, meeting with Chris. He did a phenomenal job because he got all the cast together. And um, we don't always get to do this, but I guess we were young and it was exciting. We hung out a ton. We just hung out. You know, we yeah. go to each other's houses and, 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 and we would just hang out. And um, for months before the shoot, Chris gave me the car. I wanted to see if I could get my hands on the car, which is pretty hilarious if you think about it, giving like a 23-year-old like this classic, you know, not easy to drive muscle car. And I'm like, can I get that from you? Cool, thanks, man. And I just like <laughs> put the outfit on and I got in the car and I just was driving around town listening to Elvis religiously. And, um, you know, I, I also found that, I don't know if you know this, but, um, uh, Jack Ketchum, he, he was inspired by, um, a guy named, um, Schmidt, um, who was a real killer in, um, Arizona. Pied Piper of Tucson. Yeah. He's the Pied Piper of Tucson. So I, I heard about this book and cold blooded and I got the book and I read it and I was like, Oh my God, that's the guy that Ketchum, you know, was inspired by. And then, of course, I mean, he's Ketchum is a genius. You know, we miss him. 
Um, but yeah. it's like, and then his imagination ran wild and he does what he does great. But that was a great thing for him to start with and say, well, that's a fascinating person. The guy that wrote that book, John Gilmore, um, was an older gentleman who was so freaking cool. So cool. Old school Hollywood man. Like slick. He almost looked like Waddy Bulger. Slick back oh, white wow. hair. The black Wayfair glasses. You know, a couple tattoos. Good looking guy. Like late 70s, yeah. early 80s. Freaking cool, man. And I, and I reached out to him. And I was like, can I take you for dinner? And I took him to dinner at Dan Tana's. Dan Tana's Italian restaurant in Santa Monica in LA. And he said, yeah. hey, you know, I'm, I'm going to do this thing. I just want to know if I can talk to you. At first, he was super skittish. Who's this guy? Are they ripping off my material? And, I, and then I got a little spooked because I hadn't really done this before. And I was like, oh, well, no, it's this guy, Jack Ketchum. And once we got over that hump, um, we, we became friends, like dear friends. And he told me, just unbelievable stories about that guy. So, um, and, and look, I, I'm blessed with great teachers, Eric and Susanna Morris. I mean, they're they're really amazing. And, and um, we just pounded the pavement, you know, like we just rehearsed like crazy. I was exploring like crazy. And, um, you know, so, so there was a ton of that. But also when I got out there, um, you know, it was wild, man. I almost just felt like there was also this other thing behind me that just kind of took over and was like, here we go, you know, and, and um, which gave, you know, opportunities for some really exciting improvisations. And, and um, you know, and if, and if it happens and it works great, you don't want to force it, but there was some just really cool moments with the cast and all of us. And um, I don't know what to say. I feel so lucky such a strong ensemble across the board. I mean, just even like I said, and like there's these little parts that are popular, but like D Wallace, you know, who's such a brilliant veteran character actor, just amazing, yeah. you know, in one, and she's in one scene or something like so good. Yeah. So good. I've, I, I've known D's been a good friend of mine for years and we, I had the chance Bro. to work with her and just like watching her work was such a joy to me. Cause it's so, you know, people like to say that things sort of, seem effortless and, and that's not yeah. what it's like with d she works so hard on yeah. every little bit of what her character is about and who that person is it, it, it there's a real work in it for her and i love that kind of to see an actor you know that really you know her script comes covered in notes and stuff i'm like yeah. that's so great you know to see that i agree i think you actually well first of all yes she's she is so good in that scene and it's absolutely yeah. memorable. Like it's burned into my mind or not. Like as you bring it up, I can literally hear her voice. I can hear her head hitting, you know, on, you know, the guy's chest. And it's like, it's, I, uh, I can like see it, you know, and hear it. But yeah. you know, what you said is so true, right? I mean, she does the work, she works really hard. And that's why when you see it, it's like, Oh my God, it's like, she's, she's just effortless. She's this and that. And it's like, well, yeah, that's, you know, she put in a ton of time. And worked. So worked that you really, think that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I don't think Daniel Davis just rolled in and was like, "I'm Daniel playing." You know what I mean? It's like he, you know, yeah. the guy spent God knows how many hours working on the voice yeah. and this and that. I watch different actors who approach what they do differently, and there's some actors who have you know that thing of where they background their character a lot and they come up with a lot of business and there's a lot of this, and that can work great and that you know you can get a great performance that way and then you see some actors who are really technical actors and they always want to know exactly where the camera is going to be and you know and those kind of actors can do great stuff and mm. and then there's the other kind of actors that 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 I've worked with that are sort of what I call compulsive actors who I don't think they really know why they're actors it's a compulsion they kind of have to do it 
you you feel like that kind of actor to me. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, probably so. You know, it's um, I think that's I think that's correct. You know, it's like you don't entirely know why, but you know, maybe when you're starting out, you're like, oh, I want to be cool like Tyler Durden. I want, you know what I mean? Like, I want to be like that. I want to dress like that. And and so like yeah. you start off by that, you know. I don't know if anyone's like, I want to go make all this money because what are the odds of that? You know, there's this great, not to get side, sidetracked, but it's, it's part of it. But like, there's this great interview with Ryan Gosling. I thought it was so funny when he's at con and he's talking about this whole process. And it, it's things we've heard before, but when you hear him say it, it's so comical and so true. Cause he's like, yeah, why does anyone do this? He's like, so we go spend all this time and, and all this, you know, energy and, you know, you'll be in the middle of an audition. And of course the girl's phone rings and she's like, hold on just one second. She takes a call and comes back and said, just go ahead and keep going, you know, and that's, you're just supposed to keep going. Um, and then like how many people make it like maybe one, but we're still out here doing it and everything. And I'm, um, yeah. probably slaughtering what he's saying, but that's, you know, that's kind of the whole idea is that there are people that you just, it, it's, you just do it because that's what you do, you know? And I guess I kind of am that way. There's this, story yeah. of um i think uda Hagen, the acting teacher had said this uh that it's like maybe it's her but someone said this and it makes sense regardless but don't do it because you want to do it do it because you have to do it so to me that's always great advice for people wanting to get into the business whether it's writing or directing or acting it's yeah. like don't do this because you're like oh you think it's cool or oh you want to do it you know do it because you can't think of anything else and you have to do it and and um I feel very much that way. We're lucky in that sense that we, that, you know, we, we know that, you know, so yeah, whether yeah. times are tough or not, we know that. The kind of characters that you're playing, you're not doing a lot of like that light lifting stuff. These, a lot of these guys are dark and they're, they're, there's a lot of difficult psychology to these, to these characters. Like, you know, what do you get as an actor and as a human being from going to these dark places with these guys? Is there a catharsis in that for you? Does it lighten up things for you in your life, getting to play these kinds of roles? It's always an exploration, right? So with whatever you're doing, you know, even if you're, even if you're, uh, you know, studying someone else or working on, on something else and observing that and trying to, to inhabit that and, and, and whatnot. But I mean, it's like, you, you do constantly, revisit things in your life, revisit experiences in your life, revisit people in your life. Um, you know, uh, ha it has you kind of investigate your point of view on things and, and, uh, how that point of view might be able to change, you know? So, so that's super interesting, right? Because I feel like, um, I don't know if a, if a, a great actor could just have, this is my point of view and this is da, 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 and this is, you know, who I am, blah, blah, blah. And honestly, yeah. those guys are probably, I know there's probably a lot of people like that working and having a great life and making a ton of money. And so good for them. But if you really want to kind of, you know, at least dream of or, or, or attempt to like experience things and, and, you know, I think you have to be super open, you know? And, uh, and yeah, honestly, yeah, sure. It's cathartic. Absolutely. You know? It's, I'll be honest with you, Kevin, sometimes it's a little bit embarrassing to talk about because I, I almost feel like I don't want people to see me and be like, oh, he's the super intense method guy. You know what I mean? It's like, I, like when yeah. I started out, I was like, yeah, goddamn yeah. right. I'm that guy. If you knew what yeah. I did, if you, you know, you want to see me in the morning when I'm preparing, it's like, okay. 
But it's like, I almost feel like sometimes I feel bad because I don't want to be like, there's that super serious dude who does all that. No, you but know, you can prop up a theory. I, yeah, there's a theory I have and you're kind of fully, <laughs> you know, I can kind of add you to this theory now because you're totally helping me prop up this theory. People who, who make dark shit and the stuff that people go, oh my God, that's so, that's so whatever. That's so dark. That's so, they must be so fucked up or whatever. Like, I, And I get that all the time where people see something I made and they're like, you make yeah. you're such a, a nice guy. That's so right. How could that come right. your head? And I'm and I'm like, if you met, you know, George Romero or Wes Craven or John Carp, they're all like the nicest guys. And all the guys I know that play the like the darkest, craziest characters, all lovely right. people. And there's a there's this sure. kind of theory I've been developing over time that I think when you kind of make this dark stuff, you get to take everybody has that stuff in them. So when you get to create yeah. this kind of stuff, you kind of get to purge that a bit. And so I think it, you watch your, the, your work in the films that you've done, not all of them, you've done more than just horror films, but, but a lot of the characters you've, you played have this kinetic kind of um, energy. You play a lot of energetic characters there, right. you know, that you're not a laconic actor sort of sitting there, you know, doing the dark sinister thing. Like I think people must come when people meet you that know your work, do you ever find they bring a certain expectation or, or, or idea based off things they've seen of yours? I guess sometimes there is, there's, um, you know, like one person said to me once, I won't name names, but one guy said to me once, like there's a TV show he's doing that he wanted me to do. And he's like, I want you to bring that rape high shit. This was like a handful <laughs> of years back. And I was like, that rape high shit. I was like, what does he mean by that? You know, it's like, you know, that rape high shit at the end where you just went fucking nuts. And I was like, yeah, okay. So maybe he means like that energy or that spontaneity. And I was like, okay, that's cool. That's cool. But in my head, I'm going, uh right you know so um that's really funny that, that yeah. someone would communicate that in that in that way yeah that's right funny. right right <laughs> but I, but you know honestly kevin i feel like I, I mean i get what he I, means i know what he's i know what he's trying to say yeah. it's you know it's yeah. not how i would do that but but i get it i get it <laughs> People talk a lot about things like typecasting and you know and and I remember a great quote um do you know the actor Donald Pleasance it's a great great british actor um, um yeah 110% know the name and forgive me for blanking on He's in like Halloween work, but... he played Dr Loomis the psychiatrist in the Halloween okay. film like okay. that's what a lot of people are. but he's brilliant the great escape and all these amazing yeah. things but yeah. he was in like 250 movies in his career. My god yeah and somebody asked him in an interview cuz he had that period in his career he was playing a lot of bad guys and they said are, are yeah. you worried about typecasting and he said i really don't understand the obsession with this idea of typecasting he said mm -hmm. why is it bad to be really good at something huh. you know and so that because you're really good at that thing people want to see you do it and people want to hire you to do it what's wrong mm -hmm. with that and he goes i also think there's nothing wrong with it <clears throat> because if you're typecast that means you're working and I thought that was great. I was like, that's true. Yeah. Like a type, yeah. no one says that about an actor who's not booking jobs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. but you know, it, it's, it, I think it's interesting to see, you know, you've gotten to play a lot of different things, but there is some common threads through some of the characters you've played. Was there ever a point when you got a script or something where you're like, I don't want to just be seen as this kind of character. Or I don't want people to think that this is kind of my bit. Was that ever something you were worried about? Um, I mean, I think as, as, as a, um, you know, any, any young person being in the business, like, you know, you, you hear the managers, the agents and, 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 um, they'll say things like, oh, he shouldn't do another horror film. What's he doing? 
corporation, yeah. do da, da 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 da. And it's like I can speak for myself and 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 you know, likely could be true for a lot of young people starting off is, is we don't know what's going on. You know, we're just like, oh no, is, am I not going to work anymore? Or, 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 well, geez, I don't want to get, you know, tight cast as this or that. And I mean, look, I'll be honest, I'll just call myself out. When I started, especially after the loss, I was like, I'm only doing film. I'm only da 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 You have to remember still the, like pre-breaking that and pre like a lot of like when that huge TV rush happened with all yeah. that great cable stuff. But, um, you know, look, I was naive. And, and 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 ignorant um and uh i'm not that way now but um but in any case it's like i think there's those natural ins- it's more of almost like an insecurity where it's like well god like you know i don't want to not not work but i think you're bringing up a really good point right i mean i feel like we go to the movies to see um you know i, I look watching phoenix right i mean he's a he's a genius isn't he and and when we go to the theaters okay, fine, maybe he's playing a different character, but you generally see in Joaquin Phoenix being like brooding and vulnerable and, and explosive. And, and, and I love to see that. And I'm sure everyone else does too, you know, like, um, but um, yeah, I mean, for me, it's less about, I always just think, I think I'm always so occupied with wanting to try something new or explore something different or, or create this character that it almost just gets out of my mind. I just yeah. zero in on the character and getting ideas and, and, and just kind of going with that. So I don't know if I have that fear so much anymore. And I also don't care about the size of the role, you know, like some guys right. are like, you know, yeah, like in starry eyes, you know, where you, you're, you're in only a handful of scenes. Um, yeah. you know what I mean? Uh, we're going to get to that character because yeah. I love that character. But, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I think that's that's true. You can see that in your work. It looks to me like you're much more tapped into who the guy is than how much the guy's in the thing. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I'm sure you're a fan of Larry Fesden. Um, oh, my God. Yeah. You know, yeah. But so Larry has a new movie he's shooting in like a month or two. And um, and so I'm going to play a part in it. It, it, it seems like we're going to nice. work together on something, which is exciting. He's fantastic. And, um, that's great. Yeah, yeah, and and like, look, it, I, we talked, and it's like a small part, and and we went through those motions of like, look, it's kind of a small part, and, and I already, I was just like, I looked past the lines or past the how many times the guys on screen, and just go like, whoa, so this guy's kind of like, you know, these types of people, and then I start thinking of like hats, and then I hope you have like a skinner shirt and da da da. So it's like I just, you know, I don't know, man. I, I guess I'm. I'm uh, grateful that I'm like that because it's like, I don't really care how many lines are on the page. It's like, there's been things that I've been suggested or offered and, and could be on every page. And I'm just like, ah, you know, I just don't like it or I don't get yeah. it. And then there'll be something like in Starry Eyes, it's like a couple scenes, but I'm just like, that's so cool. I really want yeah. to do that, you know? I've never, I've never done a thing, made a film or, in a, you know, I've acted in films a handful yeah. of times a friend of mine was yeah. producing a movie and he's like there's this part in this movie and he'd see me on stage and stuff and he's like but i don't know why i just keep seeing you in it so i i, I need you to play this and i was like i cool i haven't done it in forever man like he was like you know <clears throat> you can do this you don't lose that it's riding a bike yeah. and i was like all right well send me the script and i get the script and this character 
is like just this total prick just this like yeah yeah total asshole and i was like oh i'm so in because like that's the fun stuff to play like i probably would have said no if it was like a nice guy and i would have been like oh fuck that that's so boring but it was just this like total jerk like one of my favorite character actors is james woods i love kind of his sure like I loved not not the crazy Republican version of Woods. No, I hear you. I <laughs> but, hear you. But the great actor that James Woods is is totally. you know you, you watch him in things like Cop or whatever where he's he always seems unpredictable to me in films. Mm. You know, it's just like what is he going to do next? Um, yeah. And this character was kind of that, you know, and I think you've played a lot of those guys, you know, where where as the audience were like, I don't know what this guy's capable. What do you think, right. like for you, what's the attraction to playing characters like that, where you're just like, you know, this guy's totally just unpredictable, you know, it's, and even like you said, it doesn't matter how big that part is. It's that thing of like, you know, you have to find some connection to the role. Like what, how does that kind of, how do you kind of develop that inner voice for yourself of how to pick the parts? Yeah. I mean, I think it first kind of starts off as more of just like a fascination with that person, you know, like, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's, and again, like we're, we're make believe we're, we're pretending we're playing. So, you know, it's, you know, it's almost like as a little kid where you're like, I want to be an astronaut or I want to be a fireman or I want to be like, no one's like, I want to be whatever, whatever, like mundane job. Um, so for me, it's like, you read something and it's just like, it's, it's, you're like, Whoa, he does what? And he does this. And he, you know, like I love documentaries. I watch a ton of documentaries and you know, last night I was super geeking out on like, you know, how they caught Whitey Bulger. And, and then there was like an interview in 60 minutes with his, you know, the guy that worked for him that carried out all the killings. And, and, and but I will go down these rabbit holes of these people. Yeah. And I, I don't know why, man, but I've always just been so fascinated by those types of people. And what's most interesting is when you meet one or you, you, you're, you're watching something and you're like, oh my God, that guy doesn't sound like a bad guy. It sounds like you know, like, whatever, like, this is how he treated his family. And this is da, 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 da. And it's just, you know, I, I really do think it starts with just the fascination and wanting to yeah. like, know more about that person. And then you start to go, wow, like, well, well, you know, where do I take the boxes where that guy is? And how can I then add to that? And da, 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 da. like, it's, it's just, you know, um, I think that's kind of, that's, I don't know, maybe that's kind of, really what what that is i mean those are the most fun aren't they i mean it doesn't have to just be like always the bad guy or always this because you know i did this i just did this movie um which is coming out soon with stephen lang and 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 you know you can read the page and be like you know maybe he's this way maybe he's that way but it's like why even do that it's like just get into it and like ask the questions and explore it and then you know, there's some well, really so much cool changes stuff. too. I find like, for me when I perform as an actor, and this happens to me as a director too. I go through this thing of like, you know, I make all these choices and I have all these, and then I get there and I end up throwing away most of them and just doing something else anyway, because the actor that I was working off of is giving me something that I didn't expect, or you know, my mood has changed because you know I'm not feel I have a headache or there's it's, so many variables influence the those the way from where you start to where you end up. That is so true. You know, whatever it is, you have, whatever you study, whatever you do, it's like you do, you know, you do the preparation you do, but when you get there, you know, you don't necessarily throw it away, but it's like, now you're here, 
you know, and, and I love that you just mentioned that thing about a headache because that, you know, you're present, you're present. It's like, you have to allow that, include that. And what does that now do? And how does that affect yeah. the other guy? And, you know, that's when it starts to get really fun. And you can, it, it reminded me of this, um, this scene uh, in this movie, Old Man, uh, that'll be out in October. And, and I, and I remember I had this terrible headache. It was just so bad. I was so just, my head was pounding and, um, and it's hilarious because I remember doing this scene and I was like, well, I have a headache. This is what's going on. And yeah. I'm not going to push. I'm going to allow it. This is what's happening. And after that, that, you know, we did the takes of that particular scene. I just was like, all right, blew that scene, you know, is what it is. Like, what a bummer. I tried so, but I guess I blew it, man. And, and I just kind of tried to let it go. It wasn't easy. And then when I saw it, I was like, Oh boy, that's like maybe some of the better stuff I did. Right. In a way, just being like, geez, what's going on here? You know what I mean? And then you yeah. see it and you're like, whoa. So I just think it's cool you brought that up. I think those little affectations that that the audience and sometimes even the director and the people on set or whoever will never know about, they just existing inside you end up on the screen in a very different way than, than anyone could understand other than you. And you see it in there and to the audience, they might react to it yeah. in a way where they don't know what it is, but it's in there. Yeah. And, and I sometimes, you know, see that in people's work where I'm like, what that little bit there, like what, what was that? And the person's like, I was hung over that day. And I'm like, wow, it comes across as such an interesting choice. Yeah. All it really was was that you were fucking hungover. That's too funny. You know I mean, it's just that's too funny. You know, it yeah. also reminds me, like Lucky, um, my friend and, and the director of Old Man, you know, Lucky, the great Lucky McKee. You know, you know, before we amazing, yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. And before we started filming, he was like, yeah. he talked about mining for gold. I never heard that. I was like, that's a cool. Th what does that mean, man? What do you mean, Lucky? And he's like, we're just gonna go out there, we're gonna mine for gold, man. See what we can get. And it all kind yeah. of gave me a little bit of a freedom too, because you went, okay. Let's just go out, have a great time, do our work, and and, and we're gonna get surprised and see like where where are those maybe those special moments gonna happen. And uh, I think that's such a cool yep. way of looking at it. it. Can take a lot of pressure off too. Well, I think you know a movie like Cabin Fever Two that you were in. Yeah. Like I know that that Ty had not a good time on that film, and like. Uh, you know, and he's a great genre filmmaker, and uh, yeah, fun shooting it. I think, I think, I think, I think the process of filming it. There were moments where I think it was fun. I think it was right. the aftermath of a lot of it that didn't, that didn't, you know, it wasn't so great. Yeah, and then that, and that's you know, it's sadly that that, that happens more than than yeah. I would like it to. Um, yeah, you know, that's I mean, it, for him, but I had a good time with no, him. I, a lot of I, I think you're right. I mean, from when I like, I've, I've read some interviews and stuff when we talked about that experience and, and he said you know he's talked about that that the shoot was enjoyable and he loved his cast mm. and stuff but yeah and i think that makes it extra torturous when you have a thing that you're happy with and some like fucking bureaucrats or guys in suits in a room that, that don't give a shit about it are trying to plug in formulas that they think will produce a certain financial yeah. outcome and you're like you know and i mean i'm i hate to say it but like you know, because it's sort of cliche, I suppose, but like, they're almost always wrong. So it's like, mm -hmm. you know, I've been involved in so many different projects that were where when that kind of bean counter mentality comes in of like, gutting a thing, because you start, they start to second guess it. And I'm like, well, you know, I'm watching people just fucking throw the baby out with the bathwater right now. Like, just you're killing this thing. Um, you know, do you for cabin fever, like being a part of a film like that? 
knowing what happened with it, like, did you, did you ever talk to, to Ty about kind of that experience and kind of what, what it was for him? You know, Ty was actually my roommate during that. Oh, really? During that time. Yeah. So Ty and I met in Sitges, uh, at the film festival, Sitges, and I was there with the Lost and yeah. he was there with the Roost. And so on, you know, we became buddies at, at Sitges and he, he had just moved to LA, like not, not long ago. And, uh, you know, I, I was like, oh, I need a roommate. And he was looking for a place. So it's like, so Ty, Ty moved in with me. We were roommates for a couple of years, um, which was, which was cool. You know, he's like one of my oldest friends, oldest friends in Los Angeles. Um, but uh, I'm sure we had conversations. I didn't, I didn't talk to Dad. I'll be honest. I feel like when Ty wants to talk and he wants to share something, he'll let me know. You know what I mean? And I'll yeah, sit there and listen. Yeah, and, yeah. yeah and, and like other experiences that might have happened to him. It's like, he, you know, he, he wants to share it with me, you know, totally listen. But something I think is that it's kind of like, that's, that's kind of on the producer, right? Because what are you hiring? It's like, you know, he's this way. It's like he writes, he directs, he edits. Sometimes he even shoots. It's like he has a very specific yeah. way in which he does things, which I think is what makes him him and, and unique yeah. and talented yeah. and special. And so they may not work for everything, but uh, but it's kind of like, hey, man, that's that's who you hired. And I'm not saying that you don't have to work with people and come to understandings and, and um, you know, whatever. Like we all, you know, it's a, it's a team. It's a whole thing. And you got to be respectful of that. But again, it's like, that's who you hire, you know? So, yeah, you know, don't yeah. cut his wings. Like, let him do his thing or go get that one guy that's done like, you know, whatever. The haunting four, five, six, seven, and eight. And it's just going to take your answers and just be a yes man, you know? Like, yeah, get that yeah, guy. yeah. I always think it's, you know, don't you think it's a really sort of puzzling thing when, when you hear these stories about like, you know, they, they'll, a director gets hired, some visionary director, like, like a David Lynch, yeah. you know, what happened to him on Dune. And I'm like, wait a minute, you hired David Lynch. Oh yeah. Right, right, right. And yeah. then we're like, you know, nope, that's not how it should have been done. Like don't hire someone like David Lynch. If you want to do kind of a paint by numbers kind of movie, that's not the guy you hire. Right. It's always to me such a weird thing when that happens. What a misalignment it is for a studio or whoever it is to hire those kind of directors. And then they're like, well, he made something, you know, and I'm like, I'm sure he made a David Lynch movie. You know what I mean? Like that's because that's what he does. Totally. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe Kevin, that's what separates like the, the, the greatest producers from just the, yeah. the other guys, you know, someone going, Good okay, point. cool. Yeah. Right. Like this guy, I yeah. know what he's going to do. And so I'm going to do everything I can to support him and help him to get to get that out. But if you start trying to control yeah. and manipulate that guy, it's like, uh, why did you hire him in the first place? You know? Well, you know, it's 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 true. It's like, you know, I'm in, you were talking about like cabin fever. I was watching the kind of guy you play in that. He's kind of this, you know, he's kind of a prick. He's, kind of like, yeah. he's sort of a, a bully kind of character. Yeah. Like, you know, when you're when you're playing a guy like that, is it is it something that you just kind of. Or did you pull that off of anything in your own life or did you just kind of create that just, you know, in a vaporous way, just go, all right, this is, uh, this is, this is, you know, I'm just going to do this guy. Like, did you have any experiences with bullying as a kid or anything that you played on for that? Yeah. Well, I think, and again, this is what's so fun about, about acting is that, uh, you never know what your entrance point is going to be. Right. You know, sometimes it yeah. can be like studying that one, you know, that guy in the park. Oh my God. And then you start there watching him walk, watching him talk, watching, you know, listening to him speak and then yeah. you know, working to get a sense of that. And then this does this, and this does this, or, you know, that's what's so exciting and fun is that you're always kind of like, well, how am I going to get into this? And, 
And I mean, to be honest with you, I think for that one, it just really was like, you know, this is the type of guy is, I know that guy. Um, and, and really just kind of saying, all right, cool. Like, you know, where are me? Do I feel like that guy? So, you know, where's that guy <laughs> yeah. in me? And then just really kind of exploring it and getting into it. And, um, and then, uh, you know, and just kind of doing that. I mean, I know Ty used to talk a lot about, you know, the karate kid, you know, and, and, and Johnny <laughs> boy and stuff like that. So that was a big influence for him. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so like me just getting a sense of, okay, that's what Ty wants. And then going and kind of finding it, finding it for him. And uh, such a funny story too, because you know, Segan's in that, he's a friend of mine. And I remember, again, remember this is like early on, like, you know, when I was, you know, still getting kind of started. So I was pretty serious, you know, and like if Noah was around, like I didn't, you know, just kind of kept my distance, kind of watched him, did, you know, <laughs> just doing that whole thing, man. And look, sometimes you got to do that, you know? So, you know, it's all part of the fun and the play and, and, yeah. and making the story you know do what you got to do you know maybe spook him a little bit and uh <laughs> i remember <laughs> when it was done i like just gave him the biggest hug and a kiss and a cheek and i don't know maybe he'll remember it differently but i do kind of remember this moment of just being like god you're such a prick to me this whole time you know and <laughs> and uh and then and then after that we ended up being like gym buddies go to the gym go get burritos go to the gym you know what i mean he became one of my, well, one of my pals, that's so. kind of you know, there's something to me that's funny about like, because don't you think that sort of particularly like the, the kind of L.A. actor world is like kind of small in a way, like a lot of people, you know, you end up knowing a lot of people and you see them in, a, you know, in the room bef before an audition. And yeah. like, you know, it's it's kind of a as a microcosm, it's not as big as people might think it is. And, you know, I, I always think that it's interesting, like how the dynamics of that work. Like I had friends who like, you know, they'd go to an audition and there'd be a guy there, you know, in the, in the room, you know, sitting in the waiting room. It's like, Oh, Hey man, how are you? And then yeah. you know, they're up for the same job. And one of them gets yeah. and the other doesn't. And then they're out the same bar together. And yeah, but they don't. And, sure. and I, I remember I said to one of my friends, I'm like, do you see him as like, is that guy, is that guy your competition then? Like, is, do you see that as a guy who potentially is taking a part that you could have got? And he was like, no, no. And I was like, really? And he was like, uh, no, that guy, I do. That guy's a fucking dick. Because, And I was ah, like, oh, okay. that's hilarious. <laughs> well, that fucking guy, that's really <laughs> yeah. funny, man. Yeah. I think, especially for like younger actors, you're scared, man. You know, like you're insecure. So like when you walk into those rooms, like I remember times where I'd walk in and be like, oh, there's Chad Michael Murray. And like we were both up in the <laughs> yeah, same Ol yeah. Olsen twins movie. It's like the third callback. It's like me, Chad Michael Murray and one other guy. It's just like, yeah. And, like you come in and it's like you both had your cigarette outside. Or he's having a cigarette. He's brooding in the corner. He's kind of like, and you're like, all right, cool. You know, do anything. So it's like, at least when you start, for me, there were those moments of just being like, yeah, he's pretty fucking cool. Or he thinks he's cool. You know what I mean? It's like, you have that. <laughs> But then as, as soon as you start to kind of wise up after a bit, you just go, man, it's you, man. You, you're your competition. You know yeah, what I mean? Totally. It's like, there's no one like yeah. you and you're maybe going to be right or you're going to be wrong. And all you can do is just try to be as, as relaxed as you can be and, and just give your take on it, you know? And if it works, cool. And if not, Hey, hopefully you, you met some new people and you had fun that day and you go do it again. In, in Starry Eyes, you know, which is such a kind of commentary yeah. on some level about the microcosm of, the, of this sort of the L.A. actor world. Like, you know, the character that you played in that, 
Did, did you base that guy off of a guy you met in a room at some point doing an audition? Yes. Okay. Yes. I had, I was hoping that was the answer. And so Travis Stevens called me and they were making that movie. And, and I think if I remember correctly, he was like, who do you want to play or what do you want to do? And some of the, you know, bigger parts were already cast. Like I think Noah was already in there. Noah's singing in some people. And, uh, and I read it and I immediately just saw the casting director and I was like, whoa that's kind of cool. And I just, I like, like a few little things started hitting me. And I remember talking to traps and being like, is someone playing the cast director? And no, 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 it's open. And I was like, okay, I think I want to do that. And yeah. there is a casting director that I knew that I hung out with a couple of times and, and, and had lunch with and actually went to see him again. Like once I was playing this part, I was like, yeah. we went, I was like, Hey man, how you been? Can we get lunch? You know, we went, we had lunch and hung out and kind of was watching him a bit. And, and that's when it just happened. I just started kind of walking like him and talking like him and doing this yeah. whole thing. And I just started really thinking of the guy and 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 just kind of that world, you know, because as actors, we walk in so often and um, there's the saying where it's like, you know, the casters, they really want you to get the job that, you know, they want you, they want you to be right. They want you to get the job. And it's like, yeah, yeah I got yeah. it. I, OK, totally. But it's like there are people, too they're tired. They've seen a hundred actors. Maybe they just got in a fight with the producer or their husband or wife or whatever. It's like, you know, you know, as actors, so you want to walk in and they're like, thanks for being here. How's your day? Good to see you. Don't worry. But it's like, Hey man, we don't really get, sometimes it's just like, yeah, Hey, just stand there questions, you know? And you're like, Oh God, you know, everything. Okay. And, and so I just kind of thought of that and, and not to say this one cast director, this guy is like that. He's not. It's just like it was more of his energy and his mannerisms and the type of guy he is. That was more him. But then it was just getting into that whole cast director thing when like the act, like the young actor comes in and the guy's just kind of fed up and he doesn't have the time. And it's just like, yeah. just say your lines, man. You know, like just do it and yeah. go. You know. I love, so, well, and I love, I love the way when you does the character even have a name in the movie. Uh, does he? I don't even I, remember. I think it's just the casting yeah. director. Yeah, or the I assistant, think, I think that's, which I think is kind of cool. Yeah. 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 The assistant. Which is great. Right. And I love when I was I, watching it because I saw Starring Eyes when it around the time when it first came out, but then I watched yeah. it again to, to to prep to talk with you, yeah. and like I forgot how it's such a it's such a tricky thing you did with that part and i and i commend you for it because you you handled it so delicately and beautifully with that character is funny in a way yeah. that works in the context of that movie you know yeah. what i mean because there, yeah. there's another way that that character could be played where that where you could go too broad with that the way you chose to play that guy hmm. but you you walked it right to that line of like that right. he's he's a, kind of a bigger character you know, yeah. the, the kind of like, so smarmy and so like, but you're yeah. right. Cause you found in him like the thing that makes him a real guy. Like he's also just a guy who doesn't really want to be there that day or, you know, yeah. is that, yeah. is that hard to do sometimes? Do you find as an actor that thing of like, or is that, or is that easier for you? Like some actors I find have an easier time with that. Do you ever worry about, you know, where's that line of like, is this too big? Is this, am I getting into caricature um. here? Like, how do you keep that real? I mean, I guess, look, I mean, at the end of the day, it's like the goal is always to have it be honest, you know, and real. So it's like, it's never supposed to be a caricature, you know, at least for me, it's like, I'm never, I'm, you know, it, it's always supposed to come from a real place, no matter how you get there, no matter what you do. Like the goal is always yeah. to come to it from like an honest, real place. But look, I mean, you don't know, maybe sometimes it's like, 
I mean, I'll be totally honest with you. In this new movie I did with Stephen Lang, like there's definitely something in the movie that I, I even am a little bit like, oh, is that going to work? You know what I mean? When I did it in my apartment with Emily rehearsing and doing what I was doing, I was like, yeah, this is cool, man. I was like, do you like it, Emily? And she's like, oh my God, it's so wild. It's so, I really like, and I was like, okay, okay. And then you get out there and you're going, okay, is this working? Like, are we, are we, are we, are we, are we yeah. getting this? So it's like, you kind of hope, but I, I, that's when you rehearse, man. You got to rehearse, you know, you got to rehearse, yeah. you got to find it, yeah. explore it. And hopefully the director's like, Hey buddy, in a million years, I'm not comparing myself to Daniel Lee Lewis when I say this, um, you know, but I read an article where it was saying that, uh, he, I, I, and I could be dead wrong. I just remember reading something where he did, they showed up and shot like the first week and supposedly his accent was like super duper big and a little too much. And if I remember correctly, and if not, it's still a great story. But, um, I think Paul Thomas Anderson was like, Whoa, you know, like we got to step this back a bit and, and kind of hone this in more, which they did. And then they came back and we filmed, we should double check that, but I'm pretty sure I'd read that somewhere. So yeah, I mean, look, you got to find this stuff in the rehearsal process. And even when you get out there and see, see what's going to stick, but I will tell you during the table reads, I was kind of dipping my toe in the water, but I wasn't fully, fully going for it. And, um, cause I think I was even still finding it. And I do remember when I got out there, there were definitely some people that were like, what the fuck is this? You know what I mean? Like, what is he doing? You know? And at that point you're already so locked in. I wasn't going to be like, all right, let me just drop this, drop that. And we'll just give you the straight, easy reading of the gong. It's like, you're, I mean, I'll do whatever the director needs, but to the best of my ability, but it's kind of like you did it, you know, like you made the choice, yeah. you dove in, but, um, I do know there was a scene at the end that I think was cut that was pretty big of my, um, like just as far as the guys, you know, energy and whatnot. And so that might've been a bit over the top, but Hey, I think it worked. Everyone seemed to have fun with it. And so I'm glad, you know, have you done that with other characters? Did you sort of pull different things from people or, or are you kind of, do you think generally sort of unaware of maybe who you might be pulling from? So I think, I think that's the joy of it, man, is you never know how you're going to get into it. You know I mean? It, like, you know, not to get too technical, but really the first process for me is just to read it a couple of times. And then I just start making a ton of like, I wouldn't even say notes as much as just reactions. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's reminding me of this or it's reminding me of that or it's making me think of this and making me think of that. And it's like, so you really just try to start kind of connecting, connecting to it. And, and sometimes you may be like, oh, cool. It's all right here. You know, I just have to do blah, 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 blah. Or sometimes you're like, oh, wow, I, um, I don't know, man, I feel not sure. I, I don't, you know, and so then you're like, okay, maybe it sounds, it sounds ridiculous, but it's like, maybe it's the freaking bear you watched on the Discovery Channel. Maybe it's yeah. that guy you met at the coffee shop. Maybe it's your dad. Maybe it's, you know, a couple hours of research and you're like, whoa, look at this guy. You know, it's like, just, you never quite know. I guess it's just kind of, that's the play and that's the fun, right? Just being open to it and seeing kind of, kind of what happens. And, um, but I will say, I think as I'm getting, you know, as I've been doing this as, you know, as long as I have, I'm finding that I have a tendency to kind of reach out a little bit more than I used to. Um, not, not that I didn't before, but it's like, I feel like I, that's a lot of fun, you know? So, yeah, yeah. you know, I have an accent, an old man. Um, 
uh, I have to be honest, that didn't necessarily come from like this one guy, but it's like, I just, you know, it just makes what sense. What sort of accent? What kind of accent? It's like a Tennessee Southern kind of accent. And, you know, to be honest, I wasn't even planning on doing it initially. And I started right. to, to, to do these table reads and, and Lucky was like, it was pretty cool actually, because we <clears throat> did a table read, him, Stephen Lang and I, and I remember Lucky called me after and, and I got nervous because even though we're friends, I was a bit nervous because he, what he was basically saying is, hey, dude, you're not getting it. You're not getting this guy. You know, that's pretty much what he was saying. And I was like, oh, wow. You know, okay. Don't yeah, be scared. Yeah, that's never the feedback you're hoping for. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, but it's true. like, but look, it's an exploration. Like, that's okay. Like, right. well, fair enough. Like, is it over here? Is it over here? And then I started trying something else. And that's when I brought in this accent and I, and I, and I started, and that kind of started to change me, right? Because it's, it's not just from the outside and then it's like, you know, it, it's supposed to then also trigger things and, and bring other things out of you, right? You know, so, yeah. um, <clears throat> and then I did, and then all of a sudden it was like, whoa, we found it. Like, that's what it is. And I was like, oh, interesting. So, you know, I've heard like different people accent. talking about this and I, whether it's better to work from the inside out or the outside in when you're building a character. And I'm like, I don't know, whatever works. You know what I mean? Like sometimes I think different. it's that. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, you're playing a part and it's like, ah, something's missing. And then you put on a hat and you're like, oh, I found it. That's what I needed. It was that, you know, it's that, that thing helped me. Find. Whatever the thing is, it, it kind of hooks you into yeah. the creation that you're trying to put together. And there's an alchemy of things that, you know, I think form that like, and, and, it's interesting yeah. to think of like, you know, you're talking about how you're pulling these different things from things you've experienced and seen, you know, I think sometimes that's like when you get your best work is, are you, are you conscious of that when you're creating a character of sort of, you know, well, I'm pulling from this and this and this and together, you know, the alchemy of these things will create this. Is it, is it something that you're aware of in that way or does it not kind of happen that way? Um, I, I mean, I think it's kind of like, you know, what you have to hit, you know what I mean? It's like right. the character is like this. You know, in this particular, like, here's the character. He's like this. In this particular scene, he's feeling this. This is what he thinks about the other person in the scene. This is what he thinks about, you know, the world he's in. So it's like you have these, or at least I will have these kind of understandings. And then, you know, then it's really like cooking. You're like, all right, cool. Well, man, I'm super close to this. I just have to, you know, mine right. over here. Um, or I'll be like, oh boy, like, you know, I'm, you know, this guy's like, um, like in trim season, this movie I did last year, it's like, he's just this kind of swarmy, you know, almost like, um, Southern dude. Um, you know, and, and, and I'm like, all right, cool. Like, you know, I have this here, but I need to go to the store and buy some of this to, to, to be able to, you know, start to sound a little different and move a little bit different and da -da -da -da, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's just cooking, man. It's like, I feel like you're just trying stuff and seeing what, what sticks and feels good and 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 ultimately what the director's like that's let's go in that direction so that's yeah maybe right. what we're discovering kevin is that like ultimately you just got to be super open and willing to try stuff and do stuff and not be like and i have that problem like sometimes i'll be like out of fear and insecurity like yeah this is what i'm doing it's i was gonna, gonna say it's always, it's always fear isn't it it's that fear that, yes. that you know that you'll look stupid or that you'll be wrong. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, well, I'm going to something wrong. Totally. And, and fortunately, I have like a really great acting teacher who is just 
brutally honest with me and like doesn't let me get away with anything. So I'll be like, I'm I'm doing this. And she'll just be like, Yeah, you're just afraid. You're just grabbing onto that one thing. Yeah, 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 like right. that's the same thing. I'm like, no, no, no. You know you and, and then it's like, oh shit. Yeah. And you start trying other things and you go, Oh yeah, man, you gotta keep it open so you can you can find it, you know. You haven't played a lot of kind of the straight man characters, you know, like the just, you know, leading man. Is that by choice or do you think you just you, th- that's the kind of thing that <clears throat> the filmmakers come to you with is because you because you're a bit of a comedian like actor. You can do a lot of different stuff. I think I play a bit of a more straight guy and old man. Not not entirely, but right. a little bit. So maybe I'll, I'll be curious to hear what you think of that. But um, I mean, honestly, I, it makes me think of just like. You know, they're just very, you know, in L.A. especially, there are good-looking guys. Like, my, my buddy Jeff Stoltz, his brother too, Georgie. But it's like, my buddy Jeff Stoltz. Guys like 6'2", six, 6'3", six, good-looking, you know, charming. I mean, you just hang out with this guy and you're same with his brother. They'll make you laugh. You'll just want to hang out with them all the time. And you're like, that, you're like <laughs> that's the quarterback. That's the prom king. Like, that's right. the da 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 yeah. And so I feel like, I can't compete with that dude to an extent. Like that guy walks into a room to read for like the leading man in like the new show. It's like, I just, I'll do my thing, but it's like, I don't, you know, I don't know. It's like, I also just feel like just my tastes, you know, what I gravitate towards. Like I was for better or worse, look at things, how I look at them. And maybe they then come out a certain way and then the casting or the directors are like, he's, you know, let's put him over here. You know, like I said, better or worse, my DNA, my makeup, my tastes, my choices. And then, and then, um, but I don't, again, I don't look for like the leading role. Like I'm, I'm a leading, you know, I think it's more, well, at least for me, I'm more interested in like character stuff, like character leading man or character supporting actor. Like that's just what I seem to enjoy. Yeah. But I feel like, you know, and, 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 you know, of course not everyone would agree with this, but I think those are always the more interesting parts in movies. I really do. Like I, you know, when I'm watching movies, most of the time, it's usually the guys around the hero that I'm finding the most fascinating, you know, like, but you know, I'm usually like watching the movie going, yeah, but look what Chris Watkins doing in the background there. (laughs) Or like, you know, that's the stuff that really kind of, for me, I get excited about it. And and I think, you know, if you're, if you're Robert Redford or, you know, the, the leading guys, like, you know, that's a tough gig because the whole thing is on you the whole time. Like, I wouldn't want that kind of responsibility as an actor. Oh, my that's God. Just, those are like movie it, stars, though. You know what I mean? It's like this. It's they like don't you get enough these credit, guys. though, right? For that in, in, in the sense that, like, I, I know people give their credit for what they look like and all that shit. But I don't think yeah. people understand it's a hard job to be the lead in a movie. Like, you have Dude. a lot on you. Yeah, I totally agree, yeah. man. I totally agree. And I do think a lot of these guys don't get enough credit, you know. Um, but uh, but yeah, you're right. I mean, look at De Niro's earlier stuff, like Mean Streets or something like that. It's like he's always playing these like degenerate type characters. Yeah, it's interesting to watch. You know, you look at I remember. Have you ever seen The Dead Zone, the Cronenberg film with Christopher Walken? Yes, I have. Yes. It's like this beautiful haunting movie, and and you know people yeah. go, oh, it's by Stephen King. It stars Christopher Walken. It's directed by David Cronenberg. It must be freaky and fucking weird. And and then I remember, you know, then you watch it, and it's like this really haunting, beautifully tragic story. And I'm like, I love how people can subvert expectation, and and uh-huh. and I think 
that's something like you know that that I think that you're very good at is creating a character that we might think we have a handle on, and then he's something else. For you, if that's part of the fun, is to create kind of an idea of an expectation about a character, and then go, you know, you uh, you, you probably think you know who this guy is, but then he's not that. And is that something that you look for in a script or a character that, that that's particularly fun to play? Yeah, definitely. I mean, because it's like, if you think about it, it's like in life, things are unpredictable. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, right. I mean, it's like, uh, we may forget something, or maybe I start to get a headache, or maybe something happens outside. And you're like, what's that thing that just happened outside? Maybe you get annoyed and yell at the neighbor. It's like, I feel like these things are happening in life. And, and, uh, you know, isn't that so cool if we can capture some of that when we're playing? these parts you know and, and 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 so for sure what was i watching oh i was watching the irishman the other day i've watched I, I i have to be honest like i don't it's not like my favorite scorsese movie but like i do love those guys so much that i found yeah, myself yeah. watching it i sat down for dinner and it's like i put it on for like the fourth time and i was watching pacino in that and i'm like he's so good in that dude, he's so fucking good in that. dude he's so when he's that. when he's at the table and he's yeah. talking to this whole crew and he's like you fucked me. You fucked me. You. And then he's just like, <sighs> <laughs> yeah. 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 and he's yeah. like, he's going through these yeah. things and you're like, wow. You know, like there's like, yeah, I don't know if people appreciate it and maybe they do, but it's like, I think he's so good in that. And like, there's so many moments in that I movie, do. which seems so irreverent. Everyone's good, but it's like, it's a difference, isn't it? Like when you watch someone and you're like, they seem yeah, like something it, else is going on, man. They've seen presents. When that movie came out, you know, like there was ever like filmmakers, like, you know, you know, there's cinema, cinema movie people all love to talk about, you know, when a guy like Spice yeah. is one of the big guys yeah. who's done a movie, yeah. everybody was talking about it. And I remember that movie came out and there was a lot of discussion of like, you know, who people's favorite was, was it De Niro, you know, was it Pacino, was it Pesci? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. These three fucking titans in a Scorsese movie, and they're old now. And you know, yeah. those guys all like we don't know how many more movies we're gonna get from those guys, yeah. right? They're pretty, yeah. they're pretty elderly. So, yeah. you know, you know, the Pesci's quiet, simmering kind of brilliance in that movie. You know, a guy who's known for playing bombastic characters, but here he's this really different kind of, really yeah. kind of contained thing that yeah. is really different for Pesci, and it's brilliant. And you know, De Niro is always just like such gravity, and but I was just like look at Pacino look at all the little nuance and things he's doing it's so perfectly calibrated without being self-conscious and totally. you know but if it's Al Pacino like you know it's Al Pacino I always get yeah. pissed when people talk about him being an over actor I get so defensive about that when you know what I mean I'm like I'm like no 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 he's he, like you can accuse Al Pacino of overacting if you want, but don't ever accuse him of bad acting. <laughs> yeah, I feel the same it. way. And it's like, and you got to like let it rip sometimes too. You know, it's like, I don't know, like not be afraid to fail. You know, like, I mean, look, as much as I want to yeah. tell you, like, I hope people, you know, I don't care what, you know, people may say about my work. It's like, I do. Like, I want people to enjoy it. Like, you know, I want the, you know, director and the producers to be happy. It's like, I want people, I want people to enjoy it, but it's like, you got to take the risk, you know, like, I don't know, like, yeah. you know don't yeah. play it safe like go for it and and um yeah god he's so good jesus i remember when he did the devil's advocate and there were people who were like oh he's too over the top 
And I was like, he's playing the devil. He's playing the devil. (laughs) Why would you want Satan to be subtle? I don't want a subtle Satan. Give me fucking bombast if it's the devil. Like, I want to hear, like, that whole spiel that big Malachi gives the end of Keanu about, he's an absentee landlord. I was like, this is great. I want all of that. Like, you know, that's. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Because I think there's different, and there's different. Some movies have a different intention, right? You have a movie like, um, I don't know, Mean Streets or something like that, yeah. or there's yeah. something like uh, Saving Private Ryan or something yeah. that's going yeah. for a certain kind of realism. And right. so something that's too kind of uh, over the top or whatever would feel. But then some movies are not doing that. They're going for artifice and they're going for something larger than life. And And I think that's, you know, a movie like Dick Tracy, which I've watched a thousand times because yeah, it's all sure. artifice. I love yeah. Pacino in that movie. You know, that whole, like, that was one Napoleon, one Washington, one me. Like, you know, not a lot of actors can get away with that bit. And he does it. It's so true. It's so <laughs> true, know? man. Like, and you watch a role like that, and for me as an actor, and for you as an actor, don't yeah. you watch Pacino play a part like that and go, he looks like he's having a fucking blast. That looks yep. so much fun. Totally. <clears throat> yeah, and you know, it's like when you get out there too and you're doing it, it's like, I mean, why are you there? You know what I mean? It's like you have yeah. to have fun. You have to find that sense of play and that sense of yeah. fun. And so you do your work and everything. But it's like, man, have fun. Who are the people in front of you? And, and and you know, I see that sometimes, Kevin. It's like this thing I did a couple of years ago. It's like I remember looking across from a couple of actors and, you know, they seem just kind of like, I don't know. If, I don't know if I'd say like there is a couple of years back, like they didn't necessarily want to be there. Maybe one of them didn't, but it's like, you just kind of go like, wait a second, like we're kicking the ball, man. Like this is so fun. Like, yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. like we should be geeking out right now and just doing stuff. Yeah, you know. So Red, White, and Blue was yeah. one of your movies that I had never seen, and oh. uh, and and so I watched. Holy fuck, dude! Like that movie is like uh, it's one of those movies that kind of like it gets in your head and then you, it simmers there for a few days, which mm-hmm. I say absolutely is a compliment. Your character, Frankie, in that, it's like I was I was I was just curious watching the movie, like what the conversations between you and Simon Rumley is the name of the director. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. Like what you guys talked about to to create that guy. He's such a I don't know. He's such a complicated character. Simon is I think he's one of the most talented directors um, today, you know, working. I mean, he's a great writer. I think Simon always thinks of things differently you know, um, uh, he doesn't play things safe. He may, maybe doesn't always land on his feet, but it's like, he thinks about things differently and he thinks about things deeply. And, and right. as an actor, wow, how fast, like that's to us, we're like, oh my God, wow. He's a lovely guy. He has an amazing sense of humor and he dresses incredible. Simon, like snakeskin boots, tight pants. I mean, Simon is a trip, dude. I remember reading that script and just being like, oh, whoa. You know, like this is like, you yeah. know, it's like Requiem for a Dream type stuff. Like it's really yeah. heavy. And yeah. uh, um, I mean, look, I'll be honest, I was very excited. I was like, oh my God, like, you know, super excited that they wanted me for that. And um, when we, we stayed at Tim Leake's house in Austin, because he was an executive producer. Um, so that was so fun too to be in that community. But uh, we rehearsed, man. You know, like we showed up early and then. Nine o'clock, yeah. Mark's coming down with this person, and eleven o'clock, Noah Taylor's coming down with this person, and da, 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 da. so it's like that was a good experience for me too because 
I think I was still a little bit like, I don't want to overcook it. You know what I mean? Like not difficult, but just like, I know what I'm doing. Like, I'm going to listen to you, but like, let's, let's get, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll get into this when we, when, you know, and that was a good lesson for me. Cause he was like, fuck that. Let's go do it. And I was like, okay. <laughs> you know, and then, yeah, you do it. Yeah. And you learn, wow, I learned this. I learned that. And okay. Okay. And, um, I mean, it's just like Simon's like not afraid of anything, you know, like he's a sensitive guy. He's a, he's a dark guy, but he's a light guy. And I just feel like it's fucking no holding back, dude. I I remember when we did the scene in the, um, in the, uh, in the church where my character's mom dies, not to throw anyone under the bus, but it's like, I rolled in with my glasses on and someone said to me like, Oh, you're not going to worry. You're not going to have your glasses in the scene. You won't be having your glasses on. And I was like, okay you know like i don't know like, i think i should you know maybe have them on you know like and simon's just like his fucking mother just dies wearing his fucking glasses wearing his, he's got his fucking glasses like he's just very like you know what i mean <laughs> or like the earrings like i know i got some heat for that but when i got to when i got to austin we went to all the clubs and he was like do you see these types of people like these um you know in, in new orleans you know we call them gutter punks or whatever but it's like these types of people um, almost like Mad Max type, you know, just, you know, it's not like quite a punk. It's not like a British punk, but it's more of like this kind of Austin scene type punk. Not saying I was perfectly, you know, nailed it per se, but we, we looked at that together and we went to some shows together and, and I was like, I want to wear feathered earrings. You know, and one person was like, well, just have one, two looks ridiculous. It's like, ah, I don't know. And Simon would be like, fuck it, you're wearing two. And I was like, cool, cool, cool. So it's just, he's very supportive and very like, you know, yeah. on some powerhouse actors in that, you know, I think Amanda Fuller oh my just God, yeah. fucking so good. Noah Taylor's so good. Crazy. And, and, uh, yeah, I, uh, I had a kidney stone during that shoot. Um, Fun. and it was like, I almost had to go to the hospital. So there's one or two scenes in that movie. I wish I could redo. Cause I was just like, is you're in agony. Well, yeah. It's not a fun movie, really. It's not no. like, uh, it's not one of those movies where I'm like, well, I would really like to sit down and show this one to my mom. Um, and, and, and Noah Taylor is an actor, of course, who like, I've, I think he's always so interesting and mandible. They're both, you know, they're playing, these da- they're playing these damaged people and yeah. really care about them. And, yeah. you know, it's just like, and I think it's for you as an actor, like, isn't it kind of always exciting when you get a script and you're like, you know, these characters have, depth and layers and they have you know what i mean like that's such a that's so much more interesting i think yeah it is because when you get something and it's not there then i guess to certain people it's like well how much are they paying me or you know right. like am i bored next month you know but it's like yeah when there's when you read something like that you know it's kind of like oh my god like you feel so lucky to go to work for that guy and he wrote that you know and he's gonna direct yeah. that like we got to make sure that we mine this as best we can to if we tell a story the right way i mean when you're doing a, a film like like this one and, and you're working you know off of people like manifold or nor taylor like what was sort of the relationship like between you and those guys were you guys like in there doing these like kind of pretty you know these pretty heavy like pretty like i said this is not a super fun movie you know did that permeate the set or like was it cut and you guys were all joking around and laughing like what was kind of the vibe on that one yeah, that's so, so funny you say that, because like, I'll be honest, and this was also a little bit earlier on in my career. But, you know, 
I always need just a little bit of time to kind of get into it and, and do my preparations to, you know, nothing, nothing crazy. I don't think but just a little bit. And like, God bless Amanda. I will tell you like that girl could be talking about, you know, what she had for lunch and they could say action like two seconds later, she's just like bawling. <laughs> and like, I look at that and I'm like, what do you do? You know, like, fuck yeah. you. I mean, what you, you know, so, so like yeah. for me, like, I, you know, I got to do a little bit of my work and kind of, you know, prep a bit, but it was interesting, man, you know, because it was like there was this super heavy stuff, but uh, everyone was pretty close. You know, we're all staying at the same house, um, which I mean, let's be honest, like we're all working together. We're, we're supposed to have a relationship. So you should know these people, you know, like whatever you're doing, it's like what a great opportunity to get to know them and to watch them and to listen to them and to ask questions and to, you know, all that stuff. And um so that was that was great. I mean, I remember when Noah Taylor, like, at the end of the movie, where he like, you know, comes and 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 he's coming to kill my character, and there's like a couple scenes where he like grabs me and freaks out and like goes to hit you with the knife, and we fall on the ground. He'd be like, "Oh, mate, I'm sorry. Okay, okay, mate. You're right. Okay, let's go." And we go again. I'm like, "Oh, okay, cool, cool." Look, it was an amazing experience. You know, it was it was uh, it was really amazing. Heavy, heavy stuff, but man, yeah. I love those guys. You know. You know, but like obviously trust is incredibly important between a director and an actor, but is there a certain kind of quality in a director that you respond to when, you, when you're going to meet a director you might work with where you're like, you know, I look for these things or, or this is maybe a red flag. Like, you know, I might not, this might not be the sort of director I'll respond to. First of all, everyone's different. So it's like, you know, our job to be like, this is the captain and, you know, grateful to be a part of this. So let's, let's work on, on delivering the vision here. Um, and communicate well. But I mean, I guess ultimately it's just like being nice, you know, yeah. being like a nice, person. a very undervalued, I think quality in, in, in this industry. Uh, I love yeah. nice people. Yeah. I, really I mean, do. some yeah. guy, you know, there's some directors that may give you something that you're like, Oh my God, that guy's amazing. He's so good with actors and other people that are very technical and you may not really get much of anything from and wonder like, God, am I doing good? Does he like me? But it's like, no, he's just kind of lending, trust you, he's letting you do your thing. And he's more worried about yeah. this unbelievable scope of the set he's focused on. Okay, cool. You know, so I think everyone's a little bit different. And, and um, I would just say like nice, you know, open and like, you know, on, it's kind of like giving you the opportunity to, you know, I mean, it's not my, it's not like I need the opportunity to do all the stuff I want to do. You know, it's, it's not even so much that it's just that it's like, Hey man, I came prepared to do this and, you know, I do work for you, but like, um, we're a team. So hopefully you give me the chance to try some stuff because could make it make it cool you know so i'm curious like there must be a, a guy that you know or worked with at some point who was like oh, i need this or not because like that's your go-to like, portrayal of someone who sucks <laughs> like, that's too funny man that's too funny <laughs> i mean i'm trying to it's so hilarious i'm trying to think i think i've been pretty lucky man working with a lot of the guys i've worked with maybe it's just stories i've heard and just from what i know and you ha yeah, it's funny. You, I have a friend actually who I told I was telling him that I was that I was yeah. going to be talking to today, and he goes, he goes, uh, oh, is he is he the guy that was just he wasn't he just in Knives Out? I was like Knives Out, no, he's not in that. And he was like, oh no, I was con no, and he looked at he and he was like, I was confused these two, and it was Noah Sagan, and he, oh yeah, Noah, and I was like, yeah, they don't look anything alike. And he was like, I don't know why. And then I was looking, I was like, well, you've worked together a few times, but you guys yeah. have also been kind of in the same atmosphere for a long time. 
You know yeah. what I mean? In terms of the kind of people you're working with and the kinds mm. of films. I just think it's funny how people can kind of like watch a certain genre and start to like, I don't know. I don't think, do you think that you and Noah have anything similar about each, about each other? Um, I don't know. I mean, it's like, I think we both came up together. I think like during the same time, like Chris and Lucky went to USC with Ryan Johnson. So they're right. all like old buddies from back in the day. And then okay. Noah and I, Noah met Ryan through Looper, or I'm sorry, um, through Brick. And then I met Chris and Lucky through The Lost. And so it's like they both were kind of coming up during that time. So I think we all became friends or got to know each other just because it was like a similar camp that was, yeah, you know, yeah. and then you meet Travis Stevens and I meet Pat Healy and then you meet Evan Cat. And it's like, and then so you kind of start meeting all these guys. Sometimes you work together. Sometimes you just drink a beer together. But it's like, it's just kind of your community. So on um, no, I don't, I don't. Yeah, yeah, that is a good way of looking at it, though. I yeah. think it is that thing. It's like, I'm, you know, I'll talk to different directors on the show. <clears> and it's like, I'm amazed when it's like, well, we all went to school together. And it's like, you know, Joe Dante yeah. and John Carpenter and Romero. Oh, yeah, and, right. And yeah, like, yeah, yeah. When Marty was there and Louis T was there, it's just like they all like kind of went to school together around the same time as like USC or whatever. And it's like, you know, I'm like, yeah. it's such a it's so weird to me to see all these great talented people who yeah. kind of came out from the same places at the same time and um yeah. you know and it, but it is cool to see the sort of communities that form you know and like you know you're describing sort of a group of people there like in in uh, uh graham resnick was talking a bit about that because of his relationship to pheasanton and you know kind of all these guys that they all work together yeah. now and do all these projects together and i think you know what people who don't work in show business might not know is like that sense of community can be really important when it gets tough. You know what I mean? Like when things are, when you're, you know, having a dry spell or something, you really kind of rely on that. Well, yeah, but it's, and it's also kind of like what you can totally identify with is that, you know, it's, I mean, I, I shouldn't say it's like the war because no, it's not like the war, but I mean, it's like you're with those guys through the good stuff, through the bad stuff. Like, and it's almost like, you know, I'm, um, I'm sure you do this too, Kevin, but like, you know, may talk to Lucky. Hey, how you doing this week, man? What's going on with you? Oh, shit, I don't know. I'm feeling this. Or I'm frustrated about this. And da, da, da. It's like, you're both on this journey together. Your, your paychecks aren't guaranteed. The, the things you care about aren't always, you know, you know, you is may have a lot in your place right now. What is that noise? <laughs> oh, that's outside. That's New York City, man. You're listening to New York City. You're listening to is that is that your ring? It's like that's the. It's like it sounds like you're in the cantina in Star Wars. Like it's some kind of wait. Android. Are you hearing it now? A little bit. Yeah, dude, that's the AC. Hold on, I'm gonna turn this thing off. I told you, it was, I told you, your sound guy's gonna want to kill me. It's cooled down <laughs> in here now. New York, man. You know it in Toronto. It's freaking. Oh yeah, we get this thing climbing. It's just like oh. And it's like people in LA don't understand. Like they're like, oh, it's cold there. I'm like, no, the fucking humidity kills you here, man. It's just like, bro, it's so dry in LA that even on a hot day in LA, you're like, oh, it's hot, you know. But when that humidity kicks in, just it's like another. another It's the worst. Like you leave your house and you're like, well, I had a shower 20 minutes ago, and now I need to have another one. Yeah, it's just totally fucking. it makes my brain stop working sometimes. I'm just like sticky. And I, if yes. I have to describe my general state of, of being as moist, I'm not a happy person. <laughs> kind of, That's a really good point. <laughs> you know, I just, at that, at that juncture, I'm like, fuck today. Um, right. Yeah. Right. Right. Um, 
But uh, yeah, no, it's funny because after watching Red, Red, White, and Blue, I was just like, you know what? I would cast you in like something really shiny and bright, you know, maybe with Sally Field. I'd like to see you do something like that, you know, maybe something really like where you like fall in love and it's in Paris and there's a there's a scene at the end running to an airport or something. I want I want to see what that would be like. Kevin, where have you been all my life? That sounds like yeah. an absolute dream. And see, that's the thing too, is that, you know, maybe before I'm like, oh, well, I like these types of characters and whatnot. But look, the truth is, is, you know, you want to experience things, you want to do different things. And it's kind of funny because my family, like growing up, when they started seeing some of my movies, they were like, oh, wow, like, this is interesting. Like, you're not, you were never like into heavy metal or you were never, you know, I don't know, whatever. Like, that sounded so ridiculous. But you know what I mean? Like, I never was like, Mark didn't come home tonight. He's probably down the street smoking yeah. cigarettes on the curb doing God knows what. It's like, not at all. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, I grew up watching like Ace Ventura and like joking <laughs> and laughing and really in the comedy. So when I started to do these so things, happy I was, as a boy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like, I would love to do what you just said. It's like, I'm yeah. going to do that. I'm going to do it that. It was funny because know? like I, I started writing a project and it's just totally this like very, just kind of slice of life yeah. kind of yeah uh, it's it's not a horror movie it's and i was telling one of my buddies about it and he was like why would you want to do that that's not what you do and i was like what do you mean it's not what i, I can do it like what do you yeah I'm not, I, like i i love horror and i like making work but i'm not any just one thing you know and i can so i'm like i'm like determined that i'm gonna make like some movie that makes people cry and makes them smile at the end and no i hear what you're saying man i feel the same way and that's why when someone's like do you like this genre i'm like dude i like i like a lot of genres like i love comedy i love you know what i mean it's just like saying you're a human being you eat food it's like do you like italian food it's like i do i do my mom's italian i love it i also like chinese food and i like you know quite fun of it what up well uh, yeah yeah <laughs> i know right you, right right what you wouldn't want is someone being like well you can only have italian food like it's when people start telling you you <laughs> right. know what I mean? this is all right. you can do there's like that part right. of me that's still like hey, no fuck you i'll do like i could do other things you know it's just totally but i think it's it's you know that's that part of me that's like I think if you're in this business at all, you probably have that party that is a little bit like, I don't like people telling me what to do, even though I think if you're an actor, part of your living is that there's people telling you what to do, right. wear this, right. you know, stand there, like that's part of the yeah. job. But at the same time, that pushback is also part of like how you create something special. Totally. No, it's true. It's true. It's It's always a little bit disappointing although i'm like totally used to it now and i don't let it affect me too much but when someone's like let's be honest you know like you're uh you know whatever whatever white dude right now like it's not you know this isn't gonna work or this or or you're you know you're this type of guy and, da, 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 and i'm just like okay you know like i guess i could just be like okay yes i am i'll just go into my corner or you let me know when it's safe to come yeah. out and shoot someone or something you know what i mean it's just like yeah, yeah. in a movie i'm just like okay you know, at the beginning of The Lost, where your character is talking about the, them being lesbos <clears> and his weird relationship yeah. to Alex Frost's character and stuff. And I was like, you know, there's a level of that character that makes you wonder if that's part of his pathology. It's just sort of identity issue in general. Sure. You know yeah. what I mean? It's like that's that's part of the color, I think, of playing like a psychopath or sociopath where it's just like, what is their, you know, 
what is their what's the thing that makes someone like that tick? You know, you talked about like how you watch. Um, is it like true crime stuff that you watch a lot of? Um, I, I do have a tendency to like that stuff. Like, I don't know if this sounds, it's probably hilarious to say this, but like, I have been totally geeking out over mafia stuff. Like I'm so fascinated by that world, Kevin, that as of recent, I've just been going down this rabbit hole. This guy, Michael Francis was like a mafia guy and he got out and became a Christian and turned his whole life around. And he has this like successful podcast and has all these people on. And I'm just so fascinated by like, how does that happen? How do you get into that? Like, you know, how does killing become just, it's just part of the job, da, 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 all the rules, all the, it's just like, it's, it's, uh, I think everyone's interesting, right? I mean, if you're like, that person's not interesting, it's like, I don't know, maybe you're not looking, looking deep enough or, you know, but, but it's just fascinating to me. And yeah, true crime stuff's fascinating to me. Like, I want to talk about Devil's Carnival and then, and then we're good to go. Cool. Um, because it's a musical and I love it. Yes. Yeah. Are you a fan of musicals? Yes. Me too. Totally. Are yeah. you? Yeah, I love them. Yeah. Love them. I did Rocky Horror Picture Show when I was young, and I it just from that point on, I was hooked. I remember watching the movie, too, and watching Tim Curry in Rocky Horror Picture Show and thinking it was, like, transcendent, that he was the most amazing creature in that movie, and I still think that. I totally agree with you. Blew me out of the water. My cousin showed me that movie like when I was, I don't know, 10 or something. And I was just like, didn't know what it was, but just was totally captivated by it. And then I didn't actually, I never was like a big musical guy for no other reason than I just didn't really, you know, um, uh, it just wasn't in my world. And then when I met Emily, my girlfriend, you know, she kind of introduced me to, to all of these things. I think we've seen Phantom of the Opera like five times since being in New York, you know what I mean? So now, (laughs) but now I'm just like, oh my God, this is so cool. You know, I I have like uh, friends who who hate on musicals, and they're like, "Oh, they're just it's so ridiculous." People just burst in the song, and I'm just like, "Well, I don't know, fuck!" Like, you love Star Wars, why can't you can accept right. that? You know what I mean? Right. Like, it's I don't know. I I love I love uh, the the musicals to me, like the good ones. Like, um, you know, you get they you get kind of the best of like the world of, of loving. Like, I love music, so to yeah. the marriage of music. And cinema, you know, that experience to me, I'm like, of course, like, that's, you know, and it's like some of the great movie musicals, like West Side Story, stuff like that, you yeah. know, it's like, yeah. do, you, do you have a favorite musical? Um, I do have a favorite musical. Um, I don't know if I have a favorite musical, but like, I love Sweeney Todd. Love Sweeney Todd. Oh, it's amazing. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I love Les Mis. I love um, Phantom. I, I don't. I enjoy, I can enjoy some of the newer stuff, but like I don't like a lot of like the jukebox stuff. Like I can have a good time and like because I like to dance and you know so you know I can I can appreciate it. But like when you're sitting in the theater and like Les Mis is going on, it's just like what is this is insane. You know, like you just your whole yeah. body you're like freaking floored, man. So um, I think I maybe like more. I mean, look, I also love Hamilton. Emily's not like a huge fan yeah. of Hamilton, but it's like I totally I love Hamilton. It. I, I haven't love, seen you it. haven't seen it. I like no. it. You know, I love Jonathan Groff, and I saw like a piece of his oh. performance, and 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 I was like, oh, I got to see it. If I think he's only in like one scene, but like it looked, he. I mean, he's always so great. Yeah, I was like, get out for just. It I may mean, look it, a little it, cheesy from the outside, Kevin, but like even the Book of Mormon, it's like oh no, I love sit down, I love dude, I love the Book of Mormon. That's yeah, so good, man. Oh, I it's love has- it. And yeah. I, I like I I have no opposition to things. There's a good, there's bad cheesy, but there's a lot of great cheesy stuff. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> like, um, had you seen Repo, Darren Darren Bowsman's first musical before you did no. Devil's Carnival? No, I had never no. seen it. Yeah, you just you know, brief backstory is that like he'd seen The Lost and like The Lost, and and we were. I think I auditioned for one of his movies, and I don't think I did very good because I didn't get the job. <laughs> but I, I probably wasn't my best my best audition. But you know, we'd kind of been familiar with each other and known each other, and then um, and then uh, when he'd offered me that part. Then I'd saw I'd seen like I might have seen Repo before actually when I when I first met him, but uh, yeah, but definitely watched it well before we started doing the Devil's Carnival. Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, it's one of those things where I'm like, it's sort of one of a kind. There's not really a lot like it. Like, it's a pretty unique thing. It's pretty um, wild that that's what they did. You know, like that's what him and Terrence Sadunich. It's like that's a little bit like, wow. You know, like. <laughs> that's ambitious you know like that's what you did like whoa man yeah it's 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 wild i remember the first time i met darren it was he was in toronto and he was doing one of the saw movies and uh and and he was with um paris hilton but uh i was talking to and he had he was i think he was either just about to do repo or he had just just or they had just finished it was one or the other and I was like, well, what, what is it? And he was describing it to me. And I was like, that sounds fucking crazy. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. This movie, The Devil's Carnival, is the same kind of thing. I'm like, if you describe this to someone, they would be like, that sounds whack. Like, what was totally. sort of the pitch for you on this? Like, did, did Darren tell you about the movie before you read it? Or what was kind of the, what was your entrance to it? you know, asked me if I wanted to do it. And we talked about it. And, and um, I, I think, I think, I was told there was a song and, and I was like, okay. And, and I do believe that I went to Joe Bashara, who I love Joe Bashara's house, who did the music and everything, the great Joe Bashara. And I was to sing the song, you know, I was going to sing the song. And I mean, at this point, I'll be honest, I thought, you know, I have the part, you know, they offered me the part. Um, it was new territory for me. So it was exciting. I was nervous, but I was excited. And um, I'm sure that was also a bit of an audition to be like, can this dude, sing yeah. the song and it's a really funny story kevin because i got there and I, I again i'm not a singer like i played music growing up and i danced but i never sang like emily and all these pros that are in the movie that are like these powerhouse singers so i just did what i knew and i was like i'm gonna think of this more of a character and less of a like i'm gonna try to compete with all the great singers because i can't you know not now it's like i need to you know i'd have to train like i'm not gonna you know and so I remember the first couple of times I was doing it, I was trying to be good. I was trying to sing good. And I think I even went to a vocal coach or they sent me to a vocal coach and, and I was trying to sing it good. And it just wasn't working. And I'm pretty sure Darren had said, Laura, his wife, like, go get in the sound booth with Mark. And he's like, try to try to sing to her, like try to like, you know, charm her, or whatever. And I was like, okay. And then I did. <laughs> and then it totally changed, man. It's like, I got out of my head about trying to be good and just was like more getting into who I thought this guy was. And that's what we ended up using. That's the recording of the, of the song. The song that you did, uh, trust in me is the name of it, right? Trust me. Yeah. Yeah. Tr- trust me. Right. Uh, it has like a million views on YouTube. Um, uh, were were you like when you first read it? Were you did you dig it or were, what were your thoughts on it? What was your response to the song? <clears throat> no, I, I look, I totally dug it because I thought, um, <clears throat> you know, you get to play the ultimate bad boy. You know what I mean? It was yeah. it was like how cool. You know, once we started getting into the costumes and the hair and everything, I was like, oh, whoa, man! And you know, that's I think that was what was so fun about that shoot. Also, is that all of the people that were working at it 
uh, working on it seemed so freaking talented. Well, they were yeah. so talented, you know, so I never remember being like, oh, that department's kind of lagging. It's like, you know, yeah. all of the, yeah. you know, Gage was the guy that did a lot of my makeup. And, um, you know, um, there was just like, phen- like the whole team was so phenomenal that I feel like it was, it felt different. It felt special. You know, like you didn't feel like you were just on a shoot. Yeah. Like when you showed up, you really felt like, oh, I'm pretty lucky to be here right now. Like, you know, it's, you know, there's a lot of history with these guys and with repo and what they're trying to do with this. And so it definitely felt special, you know, yeah. um, yeah. I was super, super excited. I thought my character was awesome. I was exactly so excited right. to play it. And, um, it was fun, man. I mean, Darren let me do my thing and, and, and we worked together well and it was a freaking blast. I mean, I was definitely nervous with the singing first, the first time. Right. You know, cause like they play it back and then you've got to like, yeah. you know, you're basically lip syncing over it. So yeah. there was yeah. totally. So when yeah. that thing happened, I was like, and by the way, like on Darren's shoots, even if it's like low budget or whatever, there's a lot of people there. Cause I think people just <laughs> right. want to be there. So like, honestly, yeah. I'd show up on the set and there'd be 150. I, I mean, it felt like a, a comic book movie or something. And you're kind of looking around yeah. going, Oh my God, you know? And then, <laughs> you know get ready to do your thing and you're just kind of like okay so it was it was it was fun too because like the your character the scorpion who's sort of this interpretation like an embodiment of that sort of scorpion frog yeah fable are you familiar with that whole the frog scorpion fable before you got the script um yeah i mean just like generally like anyone else would be but i wasn't like someone who you know understood all the fables and all those things like we you know you hear what you hear growing up or whatever but when i got it then yes of course i started like reading about it and learning about it and and you know seeing what those guys were doing would you do a musical again do you think that's something you'd ever want to do again a hundred percent yeah because i i mean i love the experience and i i mean it's like like i said i grew up as a dancer so i love dancing and and um you know fred astaire I mean, believe it or not, I grew up as like a hip hop dancer, which is so weird. I know. But when I was younger, it's like I just was like super into break dancing and hip hop dancing. And, you know, I um, I was really into that. And then and then, of course, then I got into ballet and modern and tap. And I started like doing all of those things um, at the studio called Starstruck in uh, Denver. And so anyway, so I was I was really into it. I loved it. And I used to do different shows and perform and do things like that. And so, yeah, I mean, look, I would love to. Emily's actually writing the most epic, mind-blowing musical ever. And and uh, she has something she wants me to do. And I'm like, whoa, you know, like it's heavy lifting. And I tell her, I'm like, look, I will totally do it as long as like the best guy on Broadway is unavailable that week because that's some legit heavy lifting. But no, I would love to. I would love to. Well, tell me, tell me you've talked a bit about the next couple of things you have coming out, Old Man, and trim season what's what's old man about tell me about the this like give me a bit of a synopsis yeah so old man is basically it's um it was a play um that joel beach wrote who's an old friend of mine from back in the day and um you know turned it into a feature and uh it's basically a lost hiker in the woods stumbles across this cabin and there's this um you know, very suspicious kind of scary old man that lives there. And, uh, the guy has nowhere else to go. And so the old man has no choice, but to let him into the cabin and he does. Um, but of course he's dangerous and eclectic and, you know, uh, you know, that kind of guy and the hikers 
pretty, pretty scared, pretty scared guy. And long story short, these guys basically carry on a, a conversation and get to know each other and without revealing, you know, what it's, what it's about. Um, they, 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 they basically discover something about each other and then uh, it takes a, a pretty wild turn at the end. Um, and that's something we shot in upstate New York at the, uh, like during the pandemic, like pretty much at the start of 2021. It sounds practically like a, like a chamber piece, like a two like a two it man is. show kind of. Yeah, yeah it but. is. There's two other there's two other actors in the film which were which were wonderful, um, but it's um but it's yeah it's predominantly Stephen Lang and and myself as these these two characters and my God like these these people built the most unbelievable set. Uh, I, I just couldn't believe it. I mean, it was just remarkable what they did and and um, one of the best experiences I've ever had. You know, with with Lucky and and Stephen. And, um, you know, uh, the Paper Street production guys, um, Aaron Koontz and Ashley Sneed and Cameron Burns. And um, it just was amazing, man. I'm so excited for people to see it. It'll be out in October. I can send you a link to it if you want to check it out. Yeah, absolutely. It sounds, it sounds, I mean, Stephen Lang's sure. an actor. I've been a fan of for so long. He's so great. You know, He's the real like, deal, man. Dude kept me on my toes. That was a yeah. lot of fun. Kept me on my toes. So. So there's that, and then I did something called Trim Season, um, like a year and a half ago, which is probably a more traditional kind of genre movie that we shot in Utah, and um, and uh, and so that my friend Shawnee Demott uh, produced that, um, and he's the one that called me called me in for that. So and I got to play a really fun kind of kind of guy. That's that's um, you know he, he's the guy that recruits the girls to come down to. Humboldt County to, you know, trim weed for the, for the summer and everything. So he's, you don't want to get into his van, you know what I mean? He's not, you know, he's very charming and he's got an accent and he's, you know, kind of looks a bit like Matthew McConaughey and dazed and confused. Like that's the whole kind of little bit of the vibe, right. which was a ton of fun. Um, yeah. but, uh, you know, so it's, it's, and that's, I don't think that's there's a, ever been yeah. a character in the history of film where it was like, well, you do want to get in his van. Like there, if there's a van, it's usually not a good thing. You know? That is very true. That is very true. <laughs> yes. That, that, that is very, very true. Especially not my character's van. <laughs> Thank you for, uh, for coming and doing this with me, man. I appreciate it. It's been fun. You know, it's been a pleasure to meet you. I've had a blast hanging out with you. You've been listening to Kevin Lane Spill Your Guts with host and filmmaker Kevin Lane. Kevin Lane Spill Your Guts was created by Kevin Lane and produced by Cindy McLean. Production editing and sound design provided by Blaine Swanson and One House Studio. Video production and editing generously created by Matt Sampier. The Spill Your Guts theme and incidental music was created by composer Mike Haddon. Our supervising producer is Jason Hill. For exclusive bonus content, giveaways, and contests, be sure to subscribe to our Patreon account at www.patreon.com forward slash spillyourguts, all one word. Spill Your Guts is only made possible by supporters and listeners like you. If you'd like to show your support and enjoy ad-free versions of Kevin's conversations with some of horror culture's titans of terror, as well as the many hours of bonus content, consider subscribing to our channel. But that's not the only way you can support what we do. If you like what you hear and you want more, get the word out to your friends, your family, 
random people on the street, retail cashiers, unattended children, the hot guy you work with, on-duty members of law enforcement, anyone with a pair of ears and a taste for the guts and gore of horror. This has been Kevin Lane's Spill Your Guts. Thanks for listening.